0: Hello, welcome in, it's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, day two of training camp, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast, like and subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your program. I'm Johnny Venerable, he's Bo Brock, we are here in a reality in which Buda Baker has finally been paid by Monty Austin Ford and the Arizona Cardinals and Bo Brock, you're at the facility in Glendale State Farm Stadium to see number three in all of his new glory. Has a guaranteed contract, kind of, sort of, for the next two years, but all is well in Buda Baker land for the Redbirds. And, and what a great day it is.
1: Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals didn't have to bend too much to accommodate their. You know franchise leader the the kind of the heart and soul of this organization i, I was disgruntled back in february reportedly asked for a trade and Monty Austinfort, without having to kind of give up too much is able to you know resolve everything and you have to think that this was a win for both sides right Austin ford's able to find some middle ground with buddha baker and They got him back on the practice field. This was news that we found out today via Ian Rappaport, but Buddha knew about it yesterday. And you could tell there really is no difference between, like, Buddha who's paid and Buddha who's not paid. Like, he goes out there and practices all the same. You know, as Avin Collins says, he's punching him in the stomach. He's so fired up out there on the practice field. But it's uh, it's a good day for the Arizona Cardinals. I think it puts the fan base mostly at ease, Johnny. I mean, because when you look at the numbers, and our guy Howard Bolster, our Cardinals beat reporter – tweeted them out there and we'll run through them on this show uh it, it's it's not like they're backing up the Brinks truck they're they're throwing a, f- a couple extra shekels but they're not like they're not making him the top paid safety in the league it's not even close they're just throwing a couple guaranteed dollars on there and uh and give him a signing bonus
0: what's up to everybody in the chat what's up Jose Han shot first our guy greenson for a like zero free-
1: let's have a good show today I
0: love it let's have one free matter for the blind yeah today. Baby, you love to see a chase in the chat, my man. uh, Everybody crushing it per usual. Buddha Baker, Monty Austin Ford. I, I think this was the first time, really, that it's felt real that not only Buddha Baker is going to be a part of this team this year, but his place with the franchise is solidified. Like if you were holding out, like I was in so many, to cop that white new Nike Buddha Baker jersey, I feel like it's a safe space right now. Go make your purchase ahead of this fall because he's back, and he's back, presumably, at least for the next two years. And again, I think we're all assuming Cardinals are going to go through some ups and downs early in this rebuild. But I think Buda Baker is poised to play his best football under a defensive back savant in Jonathan Gannon, which I think is going to lead, hopefully, to another contract extension next next spring, next fall, whatever it may be. I, I think, you know, I, I tweeted this out. It's a disservice if he ever plays in another uniform, like during his peak prime years. Like A-Dub went through, I think, a training camp or a season with the Patriots. That mm-hmm. was a one-off you know, don't let this be Nias Williams 2.0. Don't let him go right. win a championship elsewhere. Yeah, uh, Win I mean, a championship with this franchise. Let him be.
1: Go ahead. I'm, I'm jumping all over you. I'm, I'm so excited to just throw 9-0, Donnell Dockett in that fold too. That right. yeah. But it's you didn't see them play downs. You didn't see them reach the success that they couldn't with this organization. You just, you, no matter how you, you cut it up, you just don't want to see that be the fate of Buda Baker after the start that he's, that he's gotten here and everything he's already given to the desert. Yeah, and I think just it shuts all the other fan bases
0: up. Like, we're not trading you, Buda Baker. This podcast had it sourced adamantly for the past four months that the Cardinals, despite Buda Baker's maybe best efforts, were not going to rush to trade him or pay him. They were going to let this offseason kind of take its course, and he showed up. And And, and like, kudos to Buda Baker. Like, this, this situation doesn't fit everybody's MO. There will be a time eventually where a high-profile Cardinal will have to hold out to get more money under Jonathan Gannon and Monte Austin Ford. And we'll see how they handle that situation. Nick Bosa is going through that right now with San Francisco yeah. with John Lynch. Does anybody think that Nick Bosa is not worth the money? Of course that's the case. Like, of course they're going to pay Nick Bosa. This was a, this was a new, unique scenario where is a little older. He plays a position that, you know, I love safety, but it's not a premium position, right? And he wasn't drafted by this regime. And so it's right. like, okay, if Paris Johnson Jr. holds out in three years because he made, he makes two Pro Bowls, and is an all pro left tackle that we can make a little bit more sense of let's let's make him the highest paid tackle in all pro football we can understand that hopefully Austin Ford and company wouldn't let it get to training camp but this is what this podcast has been saying from the start give him more money now you have 80 million dollars set to be freed up next spring take a little bit of cash and they they, emphasis on a little bit they didn't they didn't give him a lot as Bo alluded to and just kick him some guarantees this year and next year. And then they boosted some incentives for him. Like he's betting on himself, but especially I, I would just say definitively, like just spread the wealth to the guy who is going to carry the torch for this franchise, especially as you awake Kyler Murray's return, like Buddha's the guy, like people yeah. who go into that giants game at home. We love our Cardinals, but the number one player people want to see is, is number three.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a raucous crowd when he comes out of the tunnel and you see that number three. And uh, the specifics, our guy Howard Balls are doing some some great uh, investigative reporting, talking to some sources, saying $13.1 million base that was already yeah. in place is now guaranteed. He gets the 300 k signing bonus that Rap Sheet reported, right? Mm-hmm. Up to 200 k per game active bonus. So that, uh, or two, So if you, that's about 11000 per game, I guess, 200000 yeah. overall. Uh, No guaranteed in 2024. Still have to work on that salary is 14.2 next season Uh, added 400 K in offseason workout bonuses and up to 1.4 million in each year playing time uh, incentives he can knock out and 500 K each year. If he hits a pro bowl or first team all pro, which are very achievable for for Buda Baker, five time pro bowler, two time all pro. Yeah. And you, you hear all those numbers, like those weren't
0: just like kind of thrown together. Clearly they went through that with a fine tooth comb. Like they've probably been working on that for the better part of the last couple of weeks leading up to camp. So there have been consistent engagements and like Jonathan Gannon, when he gets his hands on Buda Baker and their relationship blossoms, it's going to be the anti cliff and Kyler relationship. That's what I'm predicting. Right. And so he's going to take his game to the next level, even higher than we thought he's going to be a turnover machine in the best possible way. I, I think he's got another contract extension with this franchise. I really do. I think his game leads your leads himself to to being able to get his hands on the football in this offense, especially as they start to get a little bit of a pass rush. We're going to talk about that, but man, it just it's a great day for Cardinal fans. Yesterday, a little bit of the air out of the out of the tire out of the out of the balloon to start day with one. K1. Yeah, K one goes on pup. Well, yeah, yeah we'll deal yeah. with that in time. Buda Baker gets paid on day two, and it's like, okay, the leader is back. He's happy. He's paid, and and kudos to him. Because he was at practice yesterday, all smiles. We didn't know he got paid. He didn't know he got paid, and
1: uh, it's great for everybody involved. Yeah, I love, uh, I love the chat. Everybody crushing it right now. Jose saying Cardinals energy, turning it up. Absolutely. Uh, Jonathan saying Buddha is going to be a beast this year. And and I I completely agree with it. I mean, I called him in our 60 second short, uh, Jonathan Gannon, a safety kingmaker. I mean, that's just what he is. He's the proof is there. Uh, You know, people asked him today in the press conference, like, does, does he have just kind of uh, an affinity for his former position? He's like, look, I'm not gonna make myself out to be, I was a different safety than Buddha Baker. Uh, This is actually, we do have Jonathan Gannon. He was asked a couple questions about Baker, but uh, I thought this one kind of summarized it the most. This was JG on his franchise safety. I mean, he just, he plays the game, in my opinion, how the game should be played. And uh, it's easy to point out
0: um, to other people that type of effort and enthusiasm when you
1: turn on the tape. And that's how he's always been since the first time I studied him coming out of Washington. So uh, glad we have him. Glad we have him. I mean, biggest understatement, I think, from JG. Uh, also said, look, he doesn't like comparisons. So he wasn't going to go throw out a name in NFL history where he thinks Buda Baker's this guy, right? But he said, look, as far as the the cream of the crop, he reminds me of those guys. That was a direct quote from Jonathan Gannon. And that's high praise from, from a guy that knows how to really coach up the position.
0: Yeah. Love this comment from Jose with Buda Baker's sign. He's not going to take it lightly on this whole tanking mentality. I hope he lets everyone know on Twitter, no quitters allowed. I, I think, I mean, we've heard privately from, uh, from people, you know, in the loop with JG, it's like, that's Gannon's mentality He's like, No one's fucking tanking on this team. (laughs) We're trying to win games. Like I I would imagine Buddha and Jonathan Gannon are going to see eye to eye on that amongst other things. More comments here. Free matter for the blind. Did DJ Humphrey say something inappropriate today? Cards, YouTube, took down his press conference immediately. Oh, Bo, can
1: you confirm that? I mean, he he's been known to drop a couple uh four letter words, no doubt about it. And he wasn't short on those this afternoon. B- DJ Humphreys lit up his press conference. He absolutely did. We're going to get into some of it. We actually have a clip of, of DJ that we'll get to later about kind of the culture change from, yeah. from cliff to JG and, and how DJ, I, I mean, he, he's, he's, I think he almost felt like things that we've been talking about throughout this off season, like, we're not even scratching the surface as far as the culture change. And DJ will will break that down. But he was he was his regular DJ Humphrey self. And he was a guy, he said, you know, for the first time, he couldn't pinpoint, you know, coming off the back injury that he suffered last year to through, you know, OTAs this year uh, when he truly felt like 100%. But getting to training camp, this is the first time in a long time that he's been 100%. And that's that's really good to hear coming from your left
0: tackle. Somebody tell D.J. Humphries he can come on this show and swear as much as he wants, his little heart desires, and we will not take a video down. We'll we'll advertise it. We'll publicize it. Um, yeah, he
1: didn't he didn't say anything that was that was offensive. He might have just he sprinkled in a couple f bombs. I don't know yeah. if that's something that that the team or the NFL frowns upon, and maybe they're just cleaning that up. And Jose saying it's on private, maybe they're cleaning it up, and, and they'll they'll just. Put a couple bleep bleeps in there. Clean it up. DJ Humphreys Cardinals attempting to clean up their secondary.
0: So Buda Baker's back. He's in his, uh, you know, gladiator role as the starting strong safety, kind of hybrid safety, whatever you want to call it. And then now I want to get into this Bull Brock. There's another safety that's on display. You knew this yesterday. We couldn't report on it because it was in the closed portion of practice. Mm. Isaiah Simmons, everybody's favorite draft pick uh, mine and yours. Number one in our hearts is playing free safety. Jalen Thompson in the base defense is playing nickel corner. So they got some versatility there. Isaiah Simmons, though, the free safety back end last line of defense. And, you know, there's some there's some clips going around on the old Twitter streets of him not looking great in coverage. So before I give you my take on that, give give you why don't you give me your take on the former eighth overall picks first day at free safety.
1: So we talked to Isaiah in OTAs. I think it was mandatory minicamp, uh, the part of the offseason that he participated in. Remember, we didn't see a whole lot of Isaiah this, this offseason. He wasn't part of the uniform unveiling, mm. uh, not a whole lot of the voluntary work. And he ret- he, we know that Jonathan Gannon said he had a, uh, he, you know, he's feeling good. He had the procedure, right? He, he hit his, his shoulder like that. Uh, yeah. And then Isaiah Simmons shows up, mandatory minicamp, says, I'm going to primarily focus on being a defensive back. And so we knew that going in there and then we see him kind of with his regular trio of, of him and Jalen Thompson didn't see Buda Baker because of the, of kind of the, what was going on throughout this, this this off season, but first day of camp. uh, And then today, you know, you see Isaiah Simmons at the very back end of this defense at the very deep safety spot to start out camp. And, you know, it's not, you know, moving up in the box. It's, it's not, you know, playing slot corner. It's, it's deep safety, uh, I don't know if you'd say free safety for or for Isaiah Simmons. It's the Ed
0: Reed role, right? And and listen, a lot of people are doing a victory lap today, saying that's that's his position. He always should have been drafted at. I don't know about that, but here's what I do know: that I think he's going to have struggles early on. This is a brand new position. Like he did not play this position at Clemson, and and so whether this was this position he should have been playing since he was drafted by this franchise, that that remains to be seen. But he's going to have some lumps. Right, so I'm not going to hold it against the guy. He's not my favorite player. Everybody knows it, but let's give him a little bit of time under what I think is a supremely gifted Whoa. defensive defensive coaching staff for the oh, Arizona. Co- I'm not saying let's extend Isaiah Simmons. Is he giving Isaiah Simmons a bit of grace here. Yeah, uh, listen, I like the idea of trying to have your best best athletes out there defensively, and like no one will ever dispute Isaiah Simmons is not an NFL player. Like he is an NFL yeah. player, and he's a he's a starter when the defense is humming correctly. Where, where do you put him at? And I give Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin for the benefit of the doubt. They've watched Isaiah Simmons film from the last three years for the last six months. And they're saying if if he's going to succeed in the NFL, this is his position. It's not rushing the passer. It's not two down inside linebacker bullshit. Whatever the Cardinals tried to do under Steve Kime. It's not slot corner for the love of God. It is we're going to put you back there. You had a, an elite Cover unit at Clemson. We have seen him cover wide receivers down the end of the sideline. I, I'm, I'm you. I'm trying to be. Listen, <laughs> don't give him a, an extension. Don't no pick up his fifth year option. But for this year alone, he, they're trying to save his career. They're trying to save his career in Arizona. Producer,
1: Emma, I, somebody's pirated our feed. I no, don't. I, I don't recognize this man. That's what, the beauty
0: of this podcast is I can be objective. When I see coaches doing the right thing with players, yeah. that I don't necessarily love. Isaiah Simmons has snubbed this podcast not once but twice. Right? Yeah. He's supposed to come on, twice with us, maybe thrice entering this fall. And he has. He hasn't made it. Maybe. Maybe we'll get some people to work on I that for
1: us. I'm not holding my breath. I don't no, think I'm it's not. happening. Let's Let's actually roll some footage from um let's see from it. camp today, and and you'll see some Isaiah Simmons in deep safety. Yeah, here he is so he dropping be way here, back, right? and he's going to pick up, try to help out with Zach Pascal and Pascal who That's had back coverage what a catch! I mean, that's just a tough pitch and catch there from Pascal. I think Colt McCoy is the quarterback on that, but that was that's really the footage that we have, uh, and we're limited as far as what we could show here. But that was Isaiah Simmons in coverage. This is Colt McCoy. Look at that under center. Got a little bit of fullback there too. A uh, little play action. We're watching Paris Johnson in that footage. Paris Johnson takes care of his work on the right side, of course he does. playing right of course tackle. He does. There's Hollywood. Uh, this is what I think everybody's kind of been waiting for. This is uh, tuning in to some Clayton Toon snaps. No, I apologize. This is uh, Colt McCoy still under their center. And this is this is the right side of your offensive line opening up holes for the running back. And Will Hernandez, Paris Johnson Jr. doing some work there. Nice. And then this is going to be a big play down the field from Colt McCoy to Rondell Moore who gets open. And look at that move by Rondell. And then a little drop in the bucket from Colt. And then this uh, this final play this is this isn't the final play this is Clayton this is Tune with a rope to Michael Wilson inject
0: it right there are, are his, you not entertained that's, that's his route right there he's gonna live off of look at that young man just a thoroughbred oh, I will say I saw 65 Wilkinson get beat like two or three times in there get his ass out of the lineup I, I was not impressed with him was so he at far. left guard yeah get his yeah. ass out of there um <laughs> and we'll we'll figure that out
1: in time the coaching staff well, they're have to they're, st- they're still figuring out that offensive line JG you're even on, said that he's making his back. way into offensive line position group meetings like he's he's not even just like hey what getting intel from his coaches he's showing up and he's he's actually uh listening to their to their meetings and uh being kind of a fly in the wall there and I'm sure JG can't help but inject himself into the meetings as well. But you know that's that's uh you know with with DJ Humphreys at left tackle seems like Paris Johnson's at right tackle. Uh, you got Will Hernandez at right guard. Yelda Frodo continues to hold on to the starting center position. He's with the ones, and then we'll see what happens with left guard, and, and that seems uh, to be the wide open spot. So DJ Humphreys, like I saw a couple. I sent you
0: a. a Clip today, or a graphic some guy did it on Twitter. Notable analytic offensive lineman guy has DJ Humphreys rated really high entering this year. And while I think Humphreys right now is the most proven, polished lineman they have, I think we're going to end the year and Paris Johnson Jr. is going to be the best lineman on the team. Like I just, I feel like he's too athletic. He's going to play every game. Knock on wood. He's going to give be given every opportunity. We're going to talk about him later on. But I mean, like you, I don't see a rookie in those clips. And I know the Cardinals are limited with their front seven. I I see a ready-made NFL product, and I think this rookie class with him and number fourteen. Look out! I know we've got we've got a delay with with guys like B.J. Jolari and Mm -hmm. and the cornerback from Syracuse, Garrett Williams. But uh, the big right tackle in number fourteen, I'm fired up about. We got some good comments here. (laughs) I want to get to them. Uh, Picking spreads. What in the Scooby Doo is this? Bo, take off Johnny's (laughs) mask. That cannot be him. I am being fair to Isaiah, and Isaiah at least he's he's participating. He's not pouting, right? I mean, Bo Brock told me this off air. You can break this news today. Isaiah Simmons was playing a little
1: special teams, right? Getting out there with the the undrafted kids. He was doing, he was working on his uh, special teams releases today. Uh, I had to kind of like, like you when you were saying, be patient with Isaiah Simmons, I kind of had to rub my eyes. I I hadn't seen that, of course, during his entire Cardinals. He needs to be humbled. This is going to be humbling. This is, this is going to be, but still make or break season for Simmons. I mean, eighth overall pick and in your fourth year with a fifth year option decline and you're on teams. I don't know if that's going to stick or something that they're realistically going to have him play. And they've got a lot of really, like really solid teams guys like they it seemed like every other day in the offseason they were signing you know josh Woods, zach pascal uh uh, burt uh why can't i think of his name uh yeah gardek is in place so you you got special teamers all up and down the roster maybe even to a fault but the fact that they you're gonna put a a player like simmons on on teams at this point i don't care where you are i mean that's that's as humbling as it gets and and eye-opening right like hey yeah I better get it together. You know, I, I might not be with this organization, but I got to make myself uh, appealing to the other 31 organizations come next offseason. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Clayton Toon,
0: is he tuned up to be QB2 or better for this franchise? We're going to talk about that in a second. But working so, with so.
1: the twos, folks. As we said, he's he's a guy that's going to get every opportunity out of the gates to be this, this team's backup quarterback. Uh, I'm taking all the overs on
0: BetMGM if he gets in a game, especially with his rookie props. And speaking of BetMGM right now, it's the no-run first inning right now. Diamondbacks have no problem giving up runs in the first inning and in their bullpen, so maybe stay away from them. But right now, the BetMGM no-run first inning, super easy to get started, but you got to remember, sign up with promo code PHNX. You open up the BetMGM app, which, by the way, the BetMGM Sportsbook, the home of PHNX Cardinals, every single football Sunday this fall. If you don't want to go to the game, if you want to tailgate and hang out, come on over. Bo and I will be there every single football Sunday. Come in and hang with us. And in the meantime, download the app, opt into the promotion, place a no-run first-inning bet on any MLB game, and then if your bet loses but only you you score one run during the first inning, you're going to receive a bonus bet back up to the equivalent of $25. It's available only on Friday. So again, this is your time. Go cash in manana tomorrow. If you haven't signed up yet for BetMGM, what are you waiting for? Use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our folks in Arizona, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you're using that bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to our guys in the comments. He's in your hearts. It's Shane Diefenbach. (laughs) Talk about it in the disclaimer.
1: Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER Colorado DC Illinois Indiana Kansas Louisiana Maryland Mississippi New Jersey Ohio Pennsylvania Tennessee Virginia West Virginia Wyoming call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467 New York call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts 21 plus to wager please gamble responsibly call 1-800-NEXT-STEP Arizona one 800 4700 Nevada 1-800-BETS-OFF Iowa one 800 for confidential help Michigan 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions US promotional offers not available in DC Kansas Nevada New York or Ontario he is a sweet boy, Shane Diefenbach. He's earned himself a uh, a Four Peaks beverage. Absolutely, everybody in the chat has earned themselves a Four Peaks beverage. And any time during the regular season, you come out home or away, and you're hanging out wearing your PHNX swag, and join us for a tailgate, or we're watching along the with the game in the sports book there we will buy you a Four Peaks beer, no doubt about it. I know That's for right. a fact they've got the Kilt Lifter on tap. They've got the Wow Wheat, which is number one wheat in the state of Arizona. Don't miss out on all the great products that Four Peaks has to offer. I got the Suns Brew over my shoulder. I got the Redberg Lager. Can't go wrong with that. Numerous IPAs. They got the Staycation IPA. I believe they just tapped a pumpkin porter keg for their uh, Christmas and July event. Uh, don't miss out on any of it. You got to check it out for yourself. Their 8th Street location, the OG, it's been there for 25 years Go have a, a couple beers and, of course, have yourself a three-course meal. Get yourself the desserts. Get yourself the appetizers. And, of course, get the entrees. They're legit. Got to be 21 years or older. And uh, we do ask, as always, to drink responsibly. Do you think BetMGM will have the pumpkin porter on on tap this
0: fall at BetMGM? Because I'm a pumpkin boy. And if you <laughs> if you remember – the last two years we've done a football show on Sunday in route to our, our cardinal coverage every time I drive in from the Copa it's a lengthy drive I go by horseback and carriage I would get pumpkin Starbucks and then I'd come in and I drink pumpkin porters all day here's yeah, my post so we got yeah I hope I hope they have it I might have to request it from Ben MGM if they don't have it or we'll just bring our own because we love it popular people. I mean I wouldn't be shocked if they if they if they put it on tap. Pumpkin beer and, and Cardinal football, I, they go well together, friends, uh, as does the combination of Clayton Toon as QB2 or better. So tune me up. Uh, I have not seen one highlight of Jeff Driscoll or David Blaum for that I'm thankful. It's been Colt McCoy and Clayton Toon taking majority of the snaps. And listen, I, you had mentioned to me off there, like let's just let's pause our excitement. He looks good at times, then he makes what we all would expect from a rookie, some mistakes. He was a yeah. fifth-round pick for a reason. Talk to me about what you've seen from number 15. Somebody commented today on Twitter, and it was the best comment I've seen. Like 15 gives kind of some Cardinal fans PTSD because that was Streveler's number. Mm. Tell me that that's not what we're going to get from the product out of Houston. Did, did Streveler,
1: did he make that big of an impact
0: in a, in a negative that, way? That play-in game essentially against the Rams
1: two years ago, that's three years ago. That yeah. That's rough for people to overcome. I mean, but I mean, let's... Think about where our expectations for this guy was in the CFL. It's well, the, whose fault they, was it to have him on the roster? Look, it's not Straveler's fault that right. he was on not, the roster in that position. Declined uh, I, I But I'm not going to die on that hill either. I mean, if we want to, if we want to crush Chris Straveler, sure, go ahead. But yeah, Clayton I Tune, I to. think even more a polished passer starting his NFL career than, than chris Shoveler ever will be I mean I that's and that's not like a huge knock on Stravler. I think that you you should be impressed with what you see from from a guy like Clayton too and I think he's already got some good poise um there were a couple moments today and if you were out there in the stand you saw that the offense had to shut it down um you know if you had a play clock on on the team and, and sometimes they have it there uh it ran down and, and, and expired and that was that was a Clayton Tune series. I think that happened at least twice, uh, and they also had a, a pass that was nearly intercepted. That you know mm-hmm. he stared down a wide receiver and a safety, uh, not named Isaiah Simmons or, or the the you know Buda Baker or any it's a guy lower on the depth chart, nearly came up with the interception that uh, you know most NFL safeties are gonna are gonna pull down. So uh you get the good with the bat. i mean you see that rope that he threw to to michael wilson i think he also had a nice drop in the bucket to pascal yeah. and I know, I know he had another good pass to to greg dort so i think you know is it somewhere around 50-50 the good versus the bad probably more on the positive side but you need to be this is this is still the non-physical part of of, tra- of camp uh it's it's like glorified pajama uh, you know, Olympics that JG called it. Um, and it's, it's not yet, it's not week one against the commander's defense just yet. So yeah, we'll see. And I, see the maturation. He's got a live arm, right? And I think he's
0: also much more mobile than Colt McCoy. And he's an unknown and people like the unknown because they know what they have with McCoy and Driscoll and, and David Blau. And so it's like, I don't, it, it wouldn't matter if Clayton toom was a second rounder or a six rounder. Like people want to see the young kid play when Kyler Murray's not playing. And I, I don't think this is going to go away. Because if Colt McCoy, let's say Colt McCoy struggles or Colt McCoy leaves the game early. Like, I think Clayton Toon, would you say there's a, a better than 50 50 chance Clayton Toon at least sees some snaps before Kyler Murray returns? I think so. Like, I, I just I don't trust Colt McCoy to hold up. And I also think that there's a possibility that just Colt McCoy is underwhelming. And I don't want that to be the case. I know you said he had a good practice today. I'm rooting for Colt McCoy. But I mean, like, for David Blau, for as much as, you know, we poo poo him on this show, like, <laughs> Started NFL games last year. Yeah, Jeff won NFL games like Clayton Tune's above them on the depth chart. That's really encouraging, I, I think, for a Cardinal fan. And again, if his ceiling is only ever QB two, that's great. But I mean, like David Blau w- w- should have beaten Atlanta, right? I mean, through that nice touchdown, to AJ Green week one against the Niners, like or week uh, seventeen the finale. Atlanta. Yeah, I, I just when I saw that today, confirm like, oh yeah, he's working with the twos. He's he's with the twos, like. Number one, yes, we know they're favoring the, the rookie class, and and God bless them for that. But also, like, they, if he was substantially worse, you wouldn't be able to hide it. I I'm encouraged by what I've seen from him so far.
1: Yeah, and you should be. I think you should you should have been encouraged from the jump. Like when they decided at the beginning of the fifth round in the 2023 yeah. NFL draft to make the decision to take him. Over DTR out of UCLA, who goes a pick right behind him to the Cleveland yeah. Browns, a guy that you know the Cardinals talked to. You asked them that at the combine, and there was there was maybe some intrigue there that they they liked what they saw from Tune, highly productive at yep. Houston, uh, a far second most athletic quarterback at the combine behind Anthony Richardson, but sneaky athletic and the skill set to be one of those guys that's going to be a solid backup in the league for years to come and push the envelope you know, every other season and be the most popular guy on, a, on a roster, depending on the performance of the starting quarterback. And and that's great. I think if you can find that in the fifth round, that's perfect. And, and for him to, uh, to kind of look the part is encouraging for, for Arizona Cardinals fans. I, I think in one of those clips, we like, I was looking on and, and in front of me a couple of yards ahead of me was Monty Austin Fort. And you saw him, he was, it was in the clip where it's tuned to Michael Wilson. I wonder if he like, Maybe if we slow down the clip, you can see Monty maybe just puff his chest out like, "Yeah, there we go. I did that. I drafted those guys, uh, and and he should. I mean, I th- I think that those are, along with Paris Johnson, are, are some early camp standouts. Uh, but also, I'll 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 caution uh, some some patience there with with a, a fifth round rookie out of a non Power Five conference. I'm going to have you rank the rookie class so far, uh, so mm-hmm. I'll give you some time to sit on that. But
0: first, I want to look at this freight train from hell. He's not a rookie. He's a second-year player. Emma, roll the clip. This is from Tyler Drake, our buddy, on Twitter. I think this is Colt McCoy to Trey McBride. Yes. Burning people, yes. Sorry, number seven. number Big number 85. Multiple times today did I see clips of this young man being targeted down the field, screen games, dump-offs. I mean, Trey McBride, let's just, let's start, let's start the hype train right now. He's going to see so many targets. It's not, it's going to be impossible for him not to perform. It's going to get in a rhythm on this offense. Mm-hmm. I need you to talk up number 85 because I think it's coming. On, I only people are ready for it. I only think people are ready for the breakout.
1: I'm out. I can't what? believe it's you. Not, get you, out of here. You, you went to Tyler Drake for, for camp footage. Well, I didn't see. See, did both I not just load you up it. enough. P.H. Cardinals guy, on Twitter. you me that Brock. Do I Text you videos and Where you. Where is that? Drake, I needed that. You, how you did left that out just spit my face on the show? Yeah, he's. I mean, he. Yeah, he's rumbling. He's stumbling. He's making big plays. This is disingenuous. Now I don't believe that you. Re, you really, Emma. One more time. Roll
0: the clip. Look at this. This is as impressive as anything I've seen today from camp. I'm sorry, Rondell
1: Moore. Yeah, I'm this glad was, Tyler could get
0: it for you. Look at number seven. Sorry, that's not Byron Murphy. That guy's jock's on the ground. But,
1: I, the GM just stepped into the, the bullpen in mm-hmm. of the office. Maybe he wants to hire Tyler Drake and he can get him the footage that, <laughs> I get, that you crave, Johnny. You, you can get somebody actually out there at camp that knows what he's doing. He's going to get you the footage. Yeah, Saul, we're using footage from a, from a competitor. Johnny Johnny even even tell tell me we, we got him. We're, I, like, hey, look, him. I, I like thought, look at this drink. look at this video from Trey McBride, and it's not even some of the hundreds of videos that I that I shot today. I mean, this is a pretty good one though. <laughs> can we, can we, <laughs> take well,
0: take a, a, a look. this. we're having <laughs> breakfast tomorrow morning, hot huh, buddy. <laughs> take, take a TV look at this video office. one more time. I'm like, <laughs> this is pretty good. Nobody look at Zayvon <laughs> Collins being pancaked by the first round pick right there. Boom! Look at that. Yeah. I'm sorry, Zayvon, but Paris Johnson Jr. just took your lunch one more time here. Zayvon Collins on the edge. And you're on the ground. Oh my goodness! Lots of good stuff
1: happening in that clip. Oh, Look I'm sorry. at Jalen Thompson just pull up too. He's just like, I don't want a piece of this. It's it's day two. It's day two. I'm not wearing pads. No, right, it's it's great. Off. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Tyler Drake's a great reporter. He's a great Follow friend. At T Drake, yes. yeah. Uh, you guys, is he coming over this weekend? You guys get <laughs> <the kids> together.
0: <laughs> I saw that before the show, and I'm like, that's interesting. And then I'm like, damn, hey, can we grab this?
1: Yeah. We do. We love
0: Tyler. We love we love the job that he does and, and hopefully it'll come on the show eventually. But um that's it's great stuff, man. And you yeah. had a good flip of tray, uh getting a tight end jump on Yeah, I did. Can we can we can we talk about <laughs> Trey McBride
1: objectively tried- now? Like like he's getting targets, he's the tight end number one, correct? Yes, he is, and in, in in I think in the interim with uh, Zach Ertz, obviously needing to go through several checkpoints to get back on the playing field after having uh you know multiple ligaments repaired on his knee, including his ACL, uh and and of course his his age and and then the draft status of, of Trey McBride from the previous regime, uh I, I think that this is a guy that that they want to really see what they have and Andrew Petzing's offense that features the tight end one sometimes two, um Trey McBride is going to have way more opportunities than he did it's it's gonna just blow out of the water the chances he had in year one under cliff kingsbury and crew michael in the chat i hate hearing this number seven is johnny's
0: boy because you're white i forgot because yeah. you're white's wearing number seven well listen because your whites is uh,
1: you know super bowl runner-up
0: business decision
1: that he, he made there and it's because he, it. he
0: could hang with trey mcbride he, he just <laughs> he just couldn't do it uh i i just i feel like every day we're going to see some highlights like that i mean Give me your over-under for his receiving yards this year. Put you on the spot.
1: I'd love to see what that MGM has him at. Uh, I would say 480 and uh, 479 and a half.
0: That seems really low.
1: That well, think mean, think about it, like Ertz is gonna come back. Uh, and then obviously Hollywood Brown's gonna get the lion's share of the targets, and then you gotta incorporate guys like Rondell and um and Michael Wilson and Greg Dortch, I just think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a more of a run heavy offense. I mean, if he approaches five hundred, that's a good season. I'm not gonna poo poo that. It's like 28 yards a
0: game. That's fine. I mean, I I think I think it's realistic to expect five six hundred yards and okay. a handful of touchdowns. Um, especially because I mean, like I if if he's not getting those yards, I hope it's like they hope they're going to like Michael Wilson or somebody or Greg Dortch. I hope they're they're cleaning him up down there. Uh, this is something we talked about off air. Dylan Richards asking Bo Brock, can you confirm that Majay Sanders got helped off the field? So I think it was reported by maybe the team that, that he had kind of fudged up his hand was, was yeah. having a look at. Did he come back to practice? Bo, do you know?
1: I did not see if he return they they were doing some physical drills as far as the pass rush goes uh you can te- check out our instagram and our stories there's it looks like Zaven Collins is um I, i'm not a big wwe fan but like he's he's doing some sort of wrestling slam down on <laughs> on Dennis Gardeck and then Gardeck did the same to Zaven and they just rotated for a couple times couple rounds uh throwing some body slams around so it's like even without the pads it's a more physical camp um but you know Majay. It, it's it we'll see we'll get to talk to gannon uh johnny you'll be there we'll get to talk to gannon and get an update tomorrow about the second year pass rusher
0: yeah bo hates wrestling during the super bowl media week uh seth rollins wanted to come <laughs> on our show and bo said no thanks to seth rollins and I, I mean i am not say no I, to his face thanks. i said
1: it to his media looked to him
0: and his hand there and we're like we're not interested in you so no. who's this dude? Uh, let's get this backup guard on the show uh <laughs> Dirt bike boy seven one three uh dollar ninety nine super chat. Thank you so much. What the hell happened to Max Williams? He's uh unsigned right now. I, I was wondering that myself yeah. the last couple days. I checked that out. He hasn't been signed to a team. I wouldn't be surprised if he's still hanging around the valley. Just, he was a product of Steve Kime and, and a good signing at the time, but he had a he had a foot problem last he had year. Dropped yeah he couldn't really he had, put weight on his foot
1: yeah he had dropped foot he had uh obviously he tore his acl um in 2021 it led yeah. to the cardinals acquiring Zach Ertz, right johnny and yeah. you know he he was having a breakout season on the offensive southern of football making plays in cliff kingsbury's offense but obviously he was known for his blocking prowess and you know he was he was a fan favorite and hard not to like right i mean he was he was full energy great personality Um, but I don't think he ever truly recovered from, from that ACL injury. And he was, you know, at at one point I think they, did they release him last year or they IR'd him? Yeah. They did something. Maybe both practice squad. Yeah. He just wasn't healthy. Right. And if you, if he didn't have the brace on, um, to, to help with the drop foot, uh, his foot would, would drag. So it's, it's really a miracle that this was a guy that played NFL snaps last year. So, I mean, I hope he can continue his his NFL career. Hopefully it's something that that corrects. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Depending on I'm not going to don't don't like I'm not a doctor, but like if it corrects itself, you know, it which is it doesn't always happen. He could he could be back to normal. But, you know, at his age, in in his condition, it's going to be tough for him to find an NFL roster.
0: Uh, I too am not a doctor. Dylan Richards, don't forget about <laughs> Pascal. He's going to start over Michael. Zach Pascal had a nice day, by all accounts. Bob yeah. Rock, the uh, veteran, played in Philadelphia with JG. It was in Indianapolis once upon a time.
1: High character the guy. Outside. Yeah. Is he playing outside? Not yeah. in the slot? Yep. I'm playing more outside receiver. I think if there's going to be somebody that's going to be like a De- Devondre Campbell. Kind of in the way of Michael Wilson really popping. No, that's not. I don't like that. Don't well, say that. I'm, but it's you. You get the analogy, right? I mean, I think that I do. that's what could maybe be in the way of Michael Wilson really getting some early playing time and and you know delaying his breakout. So
0: you've got he and Hollywood, Dorch, Rondell, Michael Wilson are the top five receivers on, yeah. the, on the roster. From all. what
1: I've seen, it's like it, I think Rondell is going to be primarily slot and then Dorch is behind Rondell right now on the depth chart he's in the slot and then you look at the outside receivers it's Hollywood he's entrenched right he's probably your ex and then you've got um looks like you know Pascal or uh Michael Wilson and Wilson's seen I think he saw time with the ones at one point so it's look it's a competition and they're probably going to play the best best player but today Pascal was the one that was turning heads Good
0: competition makes everybody better. And and like, I will say Michael Wilson was at Stanford for like a decade. So like it's, he's not, he doesn't, he's not raw. Like he's, he's good to go. He's ready. Play him. Uh, if he's healthy, then I think he's, he's going to earn a spot. Um, what happened to Antoine Wesley? I'm checking with no problem. I know he maybe like worked out for the team recently. Um, just got cleared. Um, I know that players on the team want him back. I, I just don't know if there's room right now, maybe at some point, but that receiver room, seems pretty solidified, especially when they want to run so much too tight end. Um, There's going to be, I mean, it's not like the Kingsbury offense. Thank goodness. Where you're going to have four wide receiver sets, almost every possession. Now it's a little bit different and it's going to run through James Conner and company. So I just, I don't know. Antoine. I feel like if you're a, the sixth, seventh receiver on the roster, you got to be an ace on special teams. And that's yeah. what's great about Pascal and Greg Dorch is they're interchangeable and they help in that aspect.
1: Well, yeah. Outside of Hollywood, Rondell, um, Wilson, even though he was at one point returning punts in, in mandatory minicamp, which I don't think is going to become, it's probably just a break glass in case of emergency spot for, for Michael Wilson. Yeah. Uh, but, like, y- y- you're exactly right. I think down the depth chart of the receiver position, you have to be versatile. And, like, what's what can Wesley do beyond, you know, play outside receiver? I mean, the guys that they just signed, Davian Davis, Caden Davis, uh, the other day to fill out the roster – these are guys that are returning punts. Uh, they're, they're returning kicks. They're probably on teams uh, as far as, uh, you know, on, on the other side of the football. So I, I just don't – I think that they're going to go with guy, younger guys um, with, with more versatility, position versatility. So uh, could it happen down the line if they suffer some injuries to the outside receivers and they bring in somebody that they're familiar with? I mean, they worked them out. They at least wanted to work them out the other day. Uh, i just i just think that they're going to go with guys that are that have that that can play teams that are younger uh and i just don't think uh wesley fits that mold right now uh we're going to get to some of these comments here did anybody
0: stand out on defense but first i want to tell you guys about our friends at circle k they stand out for me every single day as i'm getting gas premium gas at not a premium price and goodness it was about 120 degrees today in the east valley you know i had to Double dip on my Polar Pops free at 32 ounce Polar Pop. Buy one, get one free, but I got to join. Same with you. The SMS subscriber club through Circle K. All you got to do is text PHNX to 31310 and they're going to get you set up. I know as we're venturing out to Glendale tomorrow, we'll stop off at America's number one thirst stop. They've got Polar Pops, snacks, refreshments, energy drinks, beer for your after hours fun or during out, whatever you want to do. Beatbox hard tea. Buy one get or buy two get one free. I have no idea what that is, but I bet I bet it's legit because Circle K's got it. Buy it's two get one free.
1: Monster you, energy. You're a tea what guy. Is, How do you not know about Beatbox Iced Tea? I is it is it a locally based product? What is that? I'm not no, familiar I mean, with that. It's just a delicious, refreshing iced tea. Mm. I you know it's I do the <laughs> unsweetened now.
0: You know, try trying to watch myself here as we okay. prep for the season. We're not the only ones trying to pass a physical here. So again, make sure you're not missing out. Text PHNX to three one three one zero. SMS Subscriber Club, and if you're saying, Johnny, I don't know where my nearest Circle K is, let me help you. Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator. That's circlek.com slash store dash locator to find all the many Circle Ks nearest to you. And the good thing about Beatbox
1: is it's got a little alcohol in there, you know? Oh, okay, well... You're not putting those back during the day? You're not sneaking those into your Polar Pops? Probably a good uh, thing. I am for... not, especially when I'm driving around. I, I don't partake in any beatbox
0: iced teas. But maybe, you know, if we're out, we're hanging out at, at Bed MGM. maybe I'll bring a beatbox. Everybody Absolutely. Can have or
1: uh, Wink. How about ch- have you checked out Wink or Countdown yet? Uh, of course. We love, of course, uh, Wink and its sister product, Countdown. Uh, the Seltzer Wink has the THC in there as well. Uh, how high are you going to get? Just a wink. Not not too much. Just the perfect amount. Uh, summer is not a spectator sport, so go grab an ice-cold Wink and enjoy your summer because Wink is the beverage to do it. It's got that perfect THC to CBD balance, that golden ratio that you're looking for, that happy balance. Uh, there's an equal dose of CBD, and it's like THC's laid-back friend. It's not going to be overkill for you. You're not going to have a bad experience. Check out what Wink is doing? It's made in-house. Zero calories, sugar, or alcohol. It's that uh, THC that you're looking for. Uh, it tastes like your favorite refreshing seltzer. Seltzers are all the craze. Check out a new one. It's Wink. And also check out its sister product, Countdown. Get ready for liftoff. It's that nano emulsion cannabis. Nano. Isn't that the stuff that... Uh, Russell Wilson was dealing with when he had concussion problems to get those nano bubbles. Yeah. Probably nano bubbles, the blessed, the blessed water. (laughs) Yeah. But this is the, uh, cannabis infused beverage that delivers sky high blast and powerful flavor. Uh, available in seven states, including Arizona. Check it out for yourself. Uh, available in either 2.5-milligram cans or 5-milligram cans. Uh, Wink, right here in Arizona, check them out for yourself. Uh, they got the Botanica Dispensary in Tucson, and uh, you can find them at the Sunday Goods here in the Valley of the Sun. And also check them out on your online. Drink Wink. That's W-Y-N-K dot Uh Nick, in the
0: chat, bring back Billy Price uh, and then to – uh, Megatron's point. Billy Price is the worst center of all time. Um, <laughs> I I think think the the football gods above.
1: <laughs> I found I found Billy Price's burner. <laughs> Nick, Ochoa.
0: Nick, we love you, my man. Uh, <laughs> they've got They've got some centers that thankfully are not Billy Price and Billy Price stay away. Um. So Billy
1: Price, or Johnny almost got me killed uh with Billy Price last tell year. Tell that. Tell that story real <laughs> fast for those. For last year at God knows what point in the regular season, things weren't going well for the oh. Arizona Cardinals. Oh, really? At so any point, uh, uh Billy Price uh, just came up to me in the locker room. It, like, it wasn't. It wasn't like he was gonna beat my ass or anything. But he oh, just, he scored you up a little bit. He introduced himself. He said, "Hey, I'm Billy. uh Hey, if you ever have anything uh you want to talk about, like game wise or anything." come talk to me directly like inferring like that i had said something you know negative i don't think i ever tweeted out anything about billy price at any point but uh billy was was not too happy with the comments coming out of the phnx cardinals podcast and, uh, oh, and making it well known <laughs> oh billy billy
0: boy yeah he was terrible and i i put some tweets out and i got mis- got mistaken for me this lovely guy <laughs> Uh, talking shit about Billy Price. Billy Price, you were a first-round pick. You've made millions. Cool, cool it, man. Uh, but yeah, he's not on the team anymore. A- AQ Shipley once slid into my DMs and complained to me. So some about centers in this front. That's why I was rooting for them to dra- draft a center so we can praise a center. Right. Instead, we got Yelda frohold out there, CrossFitter in his gym. You know, he's. he's I think he's got like. <laughs> oh, you're 10- starting with add- Yelda. Yelda, I, I got an issue with Yelda. I got an issue with, with Wilkerson, number sixty five, did not look good today. Um, okay. all right, so, uh, let's get into these this ranking of rookies here, Bull yeah. Like, you don't have to put them like one through ten, but like just a hierarchy of like, okay, right now today, couple practices in, like, who is going to make an early impact for the Arizona Cardinals with this rookie class, like active in the mix, whether it's a starter, uh, spot starter, rotational player, because I mean. flashback to last year, everybody, PTSD. It's like, hey, look, Trey McBride, inactive, right? Maja Sanders, Cameron Thomas, inactive. That garbage trash of the prior regime, that's done. Rookies are going to get playing time. Who's set up for success right now immediately, Bo? Uh,
1: Can I go chalk? Can I go with, yeah, Paris Johnson Jr. I mean, that... That uh, video that you pirated from Tyler Drake uh, (laughs) threw in my face. It showed a very play it again. Let's do it one more time. I mean, watch watch Paris Johnson go to work. Uh, And there was, you know, I think in in my my clips, I also was. I mean, the one was I was focusing on Paris Johnson Jr. on the play downfield to Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Um, So and then there was a big run play that was sprung by both Paris Johnson Jr. and Will Hernandez. Like Paris Johnson Jr. like. He's not overmatched right now. He's not. like Will it happen week one against the Commanders and you get Chase Young and, and Deron Payne? Maybe, but, uh, you know, Barris Johnson Jr. looks the part at right tackle for the Arizona Cardinals. I, I mean, I see no reason he would relinquish the spot that he's been in since the team drafted him at right tackle.
0: You're telling me that the first time this franchise gets super, super conservative smart in the first round and they take an Ohio State blue chip tackle he's he's a good player wow i just can't believe that we're not just going outside the box here for a tweener undersized player maybe that played out out east you know a a non-power five conference let's just i just can't believe that that's working for this team man just so great to see that happen he's like going to be one of the best players on the team in all seriousness by the end of the year he was a a franchise blue chip kind of prospect the the dummies that have come out and said, well, let's play him at, you should play him at guard. He can't play tackle yet. He he's, he's going to be overmatched. Go put the tape on against Georgia, which was a generational defense and what he allowed CJ Stroud to, to do in that game. And like, I, he he's going to be a franchise saving player for this team. Health permitting knock on wood. It's a home
1: run pick. It's a home run pick. He's. Uh, we talked to him today, and he's saying all the right things. I think he's trying to, you know, uh, do what his coaches are asking of him, and not, you know, just say, "Hey, I'm definitively a right tackle." He says he's he's studying the rest of the offensive line positions, uh, you know, at guard, and and of course, if he ever slides over to the left side, and and that's great, and, and that's that's valuable. Uh, for him to know what you know will hernandez is going to do on any given play wh- whoever the starting center is if it's Yelda holt or uh, a pat Fline you know it, what they're doing um he, he's he's showing that he's a student in the game and, and, and that's important that's part of it right so uh, it also just shows the, the brilliance of Ossifort, you know to trade down from the third overall pick and accumulate assets but also to to have the finger on the pulse of that draft to get back up the board and get the six overall and get their guy. I mean, Monty Osfort was just was dealing that night and well, that was that was a huge that's it's, it's it changed the look of their franchise. I mean, if we're sitting here and we're trying to figure out, you know, I don't know if they would ever do Skronsky. I I don't know they're if they're all right maybe yeah, yeah, they're they now right. The like, I don't think pitch. we're talking as I don't think I'm saying those guys uh are the most impressive rookies, you know, out of the gates. Well and just it goes to show you, like, they were going to take Paris Johnson Jr. over Will Anderson Jr. Like,
0: that was the thing that was going to happen. Now, did they frantically try to trade down to be able to recoup a first round pick? Of course. And it worked out. But they gave up. Like, you don't think pick 33 could be valuable for this team right now? That's what they gave up, or pick 34, or no. whatever it was. 34, like, yeah. That's That's a starter slash Pro Bowl caliber player that Austin Ford said, no, no, no. We think this kid is worth the sixth overall pick. We have to get him. and and kudos to him because that that's the kind of position you trade up for tackle pass rusher three or five technique defensive tackle number one wide receiver and a quarterback like he understands positional value and you go and you get this guy it's just we should like i'm surprised because it's been been so long i have to rub my eyes i'm like oh this is (laughs) finally happening that they're competent now and putting together draft classes but it's just i mean like i I love dj humphreys dj humphreys was not a and and granted he was taken about 20 picks later like, it took him a whole year into red shirt. He just wasn't ready yeah. to play in the NFL. This kid, granted, he's, he's going to do it for a rebuilding team. Just He's going to be a day-one starter for this team, and I think he's could have some bad Sundays. I think he's going to have a lot of success, especially, as you mentioned, as a run blocker. The things that he did at Ohio State last year and the pluses that he has now. I mean, the, the combination of him and, Will, and uh, Will Hernandez, that's a nasty combination. The Cardinals are going to be running right a lot. So, again, go chalk. I'd love to pick. So, number two, right now, the rookie hierarchy that that the individual is poised for mm-hmm. uh, an early contribution, who would you say that would be? It's Michael Wilson.
1: but i I, I want to go back to Paris Johnson. I mean, seeing okay. him in the locker room there's a there's a distinct difference between him and the the rest of the players. I mean, he's he's a just a monster of a man. like he is huge. And as athletic as he is, I think you you've posted before the high school highlights where he's just manhandling kids, I love uh, and, and he just does it at, at every step of the way in, in every level of competition. I I just think that, and I, I love picking spreads like Barf. Don't talk about Darnell right? He's going to struggle. Mark my words. I like that uh, because it's there's a there's a difference, right? There there's a, there was a large gap between what Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, what he projects to be at the tackle position in the NFL and Skaronsky and Darnell Wright and the rest of the class uh, and the kid from Georgia, forgive me, yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah, it feels like forever ago. Um, and, and then before we get to, uh, you know, Michael Wilson, our starting five, it's interesting, like is is can yell to throw hold off Pat F line at this center position because your tackles are set. It really feels like your tackles are set. We also talked to Kelvin Beecham today and he seems, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say a competitor is reserved to being a backup, but he knows what, what's going on. Um, it's Paris Johnson, junior at left tackle or right tackle. And it's, it's DJ Humphreys at left tackle. And then we got to figure out left guard, left guard. If, if Froholt, if he relinquishes the center position, do you feel comfortable sliding him over to the left guard? Who who do you, Johnny? Who do you think is going to start against the Commanders at at left guard? I think Holt's going to be in the
0: lineup one way or the other. I think Pat F line is going to be your starting center. So I would say
1: let's put Froldhold at left guard and and let's. But if he loses, if he gets outplayed at center, you say, what? hey, go over and play guard. I think they want to make it work.
0: They courted him from Cleveland. Petsy recruited him to 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 play and, and contribute. I just who who's going to take that job from him? Like you're going to give him a bunch of first team snaps. Granted, at center this this off and not put him in the starting lineup. And you're going to have Elijah Wilkinson, number sixty five, yeah. or Dennis Dennis Daly. I know he's playing tackle. Like is is John Gaines? In the in the the running for that spot, or is he with like the third and fourth? Gaines team right
1: feels now? like he's your backup center right now. As it stands right now,
0: we'll two. see. Then that that trip that trio that triplet of F line Gaines and Froholt, you got to start two of those guys. at yeah. you know, one of those other those spots.
1: I mean, the way that the 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 teams are set up: first team is Froholt at center, second team is John Gaines. He's snapping the ball to Clayton Tune, and then third team is. F-Line, who's, you know, he's, he's well, he's, he's, yeah, he's new to, he's a quick riser, right? I mean, JG even said it, you can find the clip on PHNX underscore Cardinals on social. Uh, It's, you know, he said he's going to compete for an interior role on this, on this offensive line, whether it's a guard. I mean, could he slide over the guard? I don't know. I I think with his, his experience at center, uh, it, it seems like he, he is destined to make his way to the starting center role. A uh, couple comments here. Where is
0: Marquise Hayes playing? And then LVL7, Josh Jones is going to start left guard. Those are two players that were drafted by the prior regime. Yeah. And, I, and Josh Jones is a tackle. They're going to keep him a tackle. I don't think he's played guard at all this offseason. And then Marquise Hayes missed most of last year. LaCita Smith, where where is he? So I, I just, again, they're going to start their guys. Like John yeah. Gaines was a, was a fourth round pick. Froholt was with Petsing in Cleveland. And F line was with Petzing and Gannon in, in Minnesota. Like, it just the the prior regime. A if you're affiliated with that regime, you you better be a you better be a, a sure thing ass kicker. Or it's like it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for you.
1: I feel that Nick. Just talking, just having the conversation on O line depth. It does it does warm your soul. It's bourbon for your soul. It's, it warms it right up. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. I mean, I see see Gaines in there, and Gaines is is start. He's he's working at center right now. Um, and then you got to really figure out like who's going to vie for, for the guard spot. There's one to vie for. And then, like Marquis, to, to Johnny's point, like Marquis Hayes, he was still a late round draft pick. He was a day three pick. Was he a six round pick out of Oklahoma? Oh, I know he's coming from a power five school that that gets a ton of st- offensive linemen in, in the NFL. But, you know, it's, it's, as much as we liked him, we got a sample size in preseason. And we were like, and we were singing the praises of Sean Harlow at one point. Um, you know, so there's a big difference between preseason, uh, excelling in the preseason and and being able to play big boy football on Sundays. I just, I
0: also think like, unless you're a Paris Johnson junior, like they want some veterans in front of Kyler Murray and Colt McCoy, at least right now, like placeholders. And again, I typically be, I want young players to play, but not if they're not ready on the offensive line. So I, I don't know. I, they go four deep at tackle. You feel good about Josh Jones and Kelvin Beach and backing up Humphreys and, and uh, Paris Johnson Jr., and you feel good about Will Hernandez. He played good football last year before he got hurt. Center and guard is a a problem that they're going to have to to figure out. I want to talk about Michael Wilson here in a second, but first I want to tell everybody right now, go phnx.com. You can get up to 50% off at the Merchandise Locker. So if you're thinking, I want to cop that hat and or T-shirt, both right now are on sale at the PHNX Merchandise Locker, and then you should double dip, become a diehard, pick up one or the other for free. Just with your diehard membership, you're gonna get 20% off all future events with PHNX. You're gonna be able to get access to the exclusive member Discord where Bo is putting in camp highlights, depth charts, insights you can't get anywhere else. Again, go PHNX.com. Our beat reporter Howard Balzer has you covered, as well as our many talented writers of the PHNX family. Again, go phnx.com, the merchandise locker. Do it now. Load up on gear before we see out a BetMGM
1: sportsbook. And we buy a beer when you're rocking some gear. Absolutely. Uh, we, we we love our friends over at OG's Brands, ogsbrands.com. Yep. You got to check out their full complement of products. Uh, they've, of course, got the fruits, the creams. You got to figure out which one you're in on. If you just like both, you can get the mixed bags. You can also check out their Sleep Time Gummy, which is elite. It's going to help put you to sleep, keep you asleep if you're looking for that in your life or a different experience. OG's has. Pretty much a gummy for every experience. Check out all the products, ogsbrands.com, including their seasonal flavor, limited-time flavor, Pink Lemonade. Temperatures rise. Why not go for that old nostalgia taste and flavor and feel with the Pink Lemonade uh, that you're going to get with their Pink Lemonade Gummy, available at your local dispensary now. It dropped at the end of the last month. And get it while supplies last and while they continue to roll this thing out. The Pink Lemonade Gummy is just one of so many delicious, unbelievable gummies that our friends over at og's brands has to offer og's brands on instagram on your socials as well og'sbrands.com got to be 21 years or older and find them of course at your local dispensary so number 14 day
0: two you see him out there thoroughbred in the secondary <laughs> running routes catching passes number one most importantly staying healthy number two on the rookie hierarchy right now and maybe that's a low bar to clear given the injuries and some inconsistencies to some other guys, but yeah. again, if, if the season started tomorrow, he's getting snaps with the first team offense. Yeah.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. He's, he's okay. going to, I think he's going to see a pretty significant snap load and, and, you know, they'll figure out, you know, if it, if it started tomorrow, they figure out, you know, who's the guy, him or Pascal and Pascal. as we've mentioned multiple times had a solid day, you know, falling up Wilson. It's, it's tough, right? I'm, I would probably say, and it's like, or, am I just going in order of uh, of what round they were drafted? But probably Gaines at this point. You know, Gaines has, has been fine and, and he's taken a position that he's a year or so removed from playing at center. Uh, and, and that's good. He, as I said, he's taken second team reps as it stands right now until Elfline, you know, maybe makes his way up the depth chart um, with 2,600 snaps at the NFL level at center. But then you look at like, you know Owen Papo. I saw him, uh, you know, around the ball, and that's great. And and Dante Stills, the final pick of this draft class, uh, on the defensive line. So it's it's definitely something I think we need to maybe pay more attention to when both you and I are out there tomorrow, Johnny.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This rookie class, I think, by all accounts, is they're going to have a chance to impress the Cardinals and and their fan base. You know, every every home game at State Farm Stadium. I mean, if there's a reason to come out and watch this team outside of, you know, when Kyler Murray comes back and watching Buda Baker and Zayvon Collins and these players, it's, this rookie class really is, quote unquote, for lack of a better term, the new class that, that hopefully is going to stick for the next half decade plus. Like Michael Wilson, can he ascend next to Hollywood Brown as the number two? Can you get all pro play eventually from your right tackle and Paris Johnson Jr. B. Joe Jolari, when he comes back, can he light the world on yeah. fire as a third down pass rusher that they desperately need to pop. I mean, these are, these are guys now that these are not red shirt is probably the wrong term, but these aren't guys that we're not going to see until November, December, Trey McBride style. I mean, if yeah. Trey McBride had been drafted by this regime, he'd be playing in September. He'd be yeah. set up for success in September. So I just, we have not had a regime that has embraced rookies playing early in I probably like 15 to 20 years. I mean, Rod Graves did not prioritize rookies unless you were you you forced your issue like an Anquan Boldin or Larry Fitzgerald, and then subsequently Steve Kim was allergic to playing rookies. I mean, they went out and signed every veteran under the sun, and the rookie classes were mostly you know reserved for the following year, if not later. DJ Humphreys didn't pop until year four. Byron Murphy and Zach Allen saw their playing time reduce after year one. Like, that's yeah. not going to happen with with this regime. So, very very confident in Gannon and Rollis and Petsine's ability to develop young players because young players, you know, want to, want to play for these guys, get the best out of them. And I also think that's where it's imperative to have the Buddha Bakers of the world around, to be able to lead these young players and show them how to do things. So culture starts from, from the, from the, from the top. And, and
1: I, well, you got something for me? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great transition As for talking culture. This is something I wanted to get into before we get out of here. I know we're yeah. Close to wrapping up. Um, and I do have an answer for Jalen Blair after this as far as who's the center that caused at least one of the fumbles. But we'll get into that bit. But I thought this was pretty crazy what DJ Humphreys said during his availability. And we're not gonna put it on private on YouTube. You're gonna be able to see it right now. We'll show you. Uh this is what DJ Humphreys was asked about the culture shift uh between Cliff and J G. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's been a it's been a culture shock. It ain't even been a sh- no gradual shift. It's shock either get with it or get going get with it or get gone. Uh and and he and they ask, you know, who's who's to credit for that? He's like, "Oh, it's it's Jonathan Gannon." I mean, he's he's bringing the juice every single day and people are paying attention. Like, when we talk about how we think that there's going to be a bromance between Jonathan Gannon and, and Buddha Baker, it's because they're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Like that like they are non-stop uh they pay attention to the details, they get themselves ready, they get their teammates ready or their players ready. In Gannon's case, And, and, you know, DJ Humphries is seeing that. I mean, culture shock. I mean, they completely just just from where this team was at this point last year to now. And and it's really opening some eyes. And it's like, get with it or get gone. And that's fine. Yeah. Don't let the door hit you on the way out because this team is going one direction and it's 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 going to go up from where it was last year at four and thirteen. It's hard to go down, uh, Jalen Blair. I saw somebody post there was at least two fumbles uh, on QB Exchange. Uh, who is the center? Do you know, Bo? Yeah, the one I I have. I just checked it on my phone. I got footage of it. It was it was the first team, so it was Froholt. But when I'm looking at it, it looks more like it was on Colt McCoy. Yeah. And look, I mean, this is Colt McCoy. was probably hasn't taken snaps from under center consistently for years after, you know, he's, this was, this is what his third year with the Cardinals. So he'd spent two years in, in Cliff's offense. And then what was he in in New York before that? And they spent a lot of time in the shotgun. So with the commanders. Yeah. With the Browns. Yeah. He's, he's played, I would say most of his career in the gun. And then we know at Texas, he played in the gun as well. Yeah. So, um, it, you know, I'm not to give him a, a free pass. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember the second uh fumbled snap but i think look. we're just having ptsd
0: because of how bad the snapping was last year with <laughs> somebody certain, brought Billy Price. Yeah a certain uh former Ohio State first rounder and Billy Price. Uh <laughs> free matter for the blind good take a seat McCoy. I'd rather see tune out there. Listen, that's the fastest way. And again I'm not I don't want to bang on Colt McCoy too much. Colt McCoy if he f- turns the football over that's the fastest way for this fan base to turn on him quick. Because it was, what he's it was he needs one to take play, care maybe two. I mean take care of the ball. <laughs> okay. Take care, take care of the football Colt uh, take care of us by liking this video. Again, helps us like this video, go leave a comment underneath telling us which rookie you believe is destined to break out for this franchise. In the meantime, follow, subscribe to this podcast, wherever you t- get your podcast, grab your smart device, your phone, whatever the hell you want to call it. Go to podcast, search PHX Cardinals. And if you're there, show a little bit of class, give us a five star review <laughs> in the process. I get to join my dear, dear friend tomorrow. At practice starting early. We're having breakfast with the GM and then we're heading oh, yeah. out to Glendale to watch. Maybe a beautiful. Maybe beautiful sure Cardinals. spot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be uh, replaced uh, by Tyler Drake for posting the Tyler title. <laughs> we're already playing his stuff, but I'll say this. Look, we were, we are right there. We we're close to 200. If you're, if you got, if you got friends that are Cardinals diehards out there, tell them, tell a friend about this program. We have fun each and every afternoon here, breaking down Cardinals football and, and even more Uh, So let's get over 200 tomorrow uh, and in the rest of the camp. We're pumped about this. Uh, It's been two successful days of training camp. Great work behind the scenes here at PHNX, Emma crushing it, the entire production staff behind her and our social staff as well. Unbelievable work so far. Two days in. uh, We'll wrap up the week. That is kind of tomorrow. But then, of course, we got the welcome back Saturday as well. Uh, we'll have a nice, tasty show on Saturday. So Saturday, Saturday as
0: well. We might have a surprise for everybody, too. But in the meantime, follow him. He's Bobrock on Twitter. I'm at JohnnyVenerable. We'll see you on a Friday. Peace.